0: Lyra, Lyra, Lyra. Lyra, Lyra, Lyra. <laughs> I just like that she's on the other end listening. <laughs> Makes me feel happy. Lyra knows so much about us. <laughs> I am always listening. Waiting. I hear all. I know all. There is no God. There is only Lyra. Lyra. <laughs> So we got to watch a movie that's probably going to give me nightmares. Really? Yep. Why? I don't know. There's something about the insidious movies that just really mess me up. Man,
1: <laughs> I I have like a weird mixed feeling about watching a scary movie that's going ag- to actually scare me. Like I, I'm glad that I've waited until I was like old enough to get over the anxiety I dealt with with horror movies to really delve into them. But I'm I'm worried. The only way I'm going to see one is if that really scares me. If it's just like over the top gory or like you know, it's like really gross. You know what I mean? And it's like I don't really know if I'm interested in a movie like that. You know, so I don't know. I'm I'm. It's curious to me that this movie actually like scared you.
0: Yeah, I mean, it's kind of why the franchise is my favorite. There's just something. There's something about it. I don't know if it's the like insidious. Th- Aesthetic that they've kind of got going on With all the ghosts I don't know if it's the timing in the movies Like does Stranger
1: Things scare you? Because this was like Stranger Things to me No, Not just in comparison also in like level of scary
0: No Stranger Things does not scare me Like at all yeah, if, I don't anything, know why. if
1: anything, Stranger Things scared me more than this because like demonic dogs that faces that open up and shit is more scary to me than like Aww, a the ghost.
0: Dogs.
1: <laughs> the ghost humans. See, <laughs> you found <Aww>. them cute. <laughs> yeah, with their <your> little, oh. <laughs> um, just like we did with, uh... I care what movie it is now. But I mean, like, we uh, recently we had a movie that had like a problematic moment. We just like covered it right away. And I just kind of want to do that again. Just so we can like address the problematic stuff, and then like just start talking about things we liked and stuff.
0: I don't remember either. <laughs> but you remember me
1: doing that, right? Yes. Yeah. Okay. I do. But any- I mean, anyways, so this movie obviously plays with some gender roles in in a way that could be mis could be perceived as problematic. I, I- if if a trans person told me that this movie was problematic, I would not argue with them. Right. My perception of it is that it's more of a commentary, not intentionally, but it's more, more of a commentary on society's forced gender roles than like an anti-trans comment because like when she's screaming at him and saying, Your name is not Parker, it's Marilyn, that is like exactly what I'm sure I mean, a lot of trans kids have gone through. You know what I mean? I Just mean, the opposite way. Yeah, you know?
0: Yeah. Yeah, I can see that. I can I can see a trans person. Being affected by the mom screaming essentially the wrong gender, even though he's being forced, Parker's being forced to live as a girl.
1: Right. He's being being forced into, he's he's essentially forced into transgenderism. Yeah, I can see
0: that as being a very like painful scene to watch, but we, it's also important to remember that Parker is a victim of abuse, of child abuse. Right. So I feel like this isn't so much a commentary on gender stuff as it maybe could have been if we hadn't gotten that scene. You know what right. I mean?
1: Right. I, I just I just don't... I don't see this as problematic the way I see, like, J.K. Rowling's last book as problematic, where, like... Where it's, like, it's, like, part of the sure. killer's crazy that he dresses up as a woman. Or, sorry, not crazy. We shouldn't use the word crazy. But, like, it's part of his, like, his mental illness that makes him dress up as a woman. And that's, like, why that's problematic because it's, it's very anti-trans to say that that would be part of a mental illness. Right. You know.
0: Well, one show that I was hoping to share with you in the future that I've decided not to is Pretty Little Liars. Oh. That show, I mean, I loved that show, Mm
1: -hmm. but,
0: and I'm just going to spoil it. So if you haven't watched Pretty Little Liars and you're still planning to, I would not listen to like the next 30 seconds. Well, if it's
1: transphobic, you should just spoil it for everybody. Yeah.
0: So the big reveal, (laughs) this person that's been tormenting the girls this whole time is like a transgender twin yeah oh yeah or sibling or something like that i can't even remember it was so bad oh
1: i'm glad we're not watching that yeah yeah
0: that was the big fucking like this psychotic person was
1: See, that's what i'm saying though it's like it's like
0: cc fucking drake (laughs) fuck you (laughs) like like
1: a lot that's kind of my point though is like part of her psychosis or i don't know if that's the right word or mental illness or whatever was making her torture these people they're saying right. that they're saying that a side cause of that is that they also are confused with their gender. This is not that this is right. this is this movie is somebody who's being influenced the entire time that he is killing people and being told that he's a woman like 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 he like like they, they say he all he always was killing for his mom. And then even when she died, she's in his head. You know what I mean? And it's like it's like it's yeah. not part of it. And like just the, the fact that he used a disguise to kill people is not inherently problematic you know and and so i i uh i don't know i i think i mean, they really went up to the line which is why if a transgender person were to tell me i mean Lero, or here's this before it goes live and tells me that we're wrong <laughs> <laughs> like just edit your voice in here right in here okay <laughs> tell, like, no we're wrong like <laughs> you're wrong not because of the movie that i haven't seen but because i like telling you that you're wrong <gasps> but like but that that was the impression that i got okay and so, so I think that this movie doesn't age well in the sense that like they shouldn't do stuff like that in 2020. Mm-hmm. But I think if we if we just like remind ourselves the year it was made and that it's not directly transphobic, you can still enjoy the movie without dealing with like a well, ton yeah. of guilt. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. But I mean, just like getting down to it, I I think one thing I was disappointed about is I was disappointed that like the demon from the first one wasn't even in it.
0: Oh, and yeah. neither neither
1: is like the family that had like that huge. Like, we we're pretty sure that the daughter killed them, you know, because she's, like, because she's, like, standing there with the gun yeah. and they're all dead. But it's, like, we well, don't really know. And the like, ghosts I wanna...
0: aren't really the focal point. Well, like, they are, but, like, the extra ghosts that we see, they're not really the focal point. They're just there for, like, extra scares. Really, the focus of this movie was the lady from the end of the last movie. So we just moved on.
1: That's what I'm saying is I was disappointed by that. Okay. I, I, I was hoping that, like, I was kind of hoping that, like, this further you know wouldn't be like this endless sea of dead people there would just be like 10 dead people there you know what I mean and we saw six of them in the first movie and we're gonna keep seeing these reoccurring specters and like study their stories more I'm still into it I still liked the second one a ton I was totally into it I loved the movie a lot but but I said that my theory I was like you told me it was expositional and I was really hoping the exposition was gonna be the ghosts Mm. and it wasn't that it was the family which is like fine but like still
0: so you do bring up something though that isn't is a big reason why these movies fuck me up and it's the further and it's the concept of death in the insidious franchise where even though we know because a speck says that he's seen something beyond death and Elise says that she's seen the better place, but she came back when she heard them calling. So like, ultimately, there's something better after we die. But everybody's got to go through the further, according to Elise.
1: I don't want (laughs) to go there. Like before I had
0: questions like, do you only go there if your death is somehow like macabre or sort of, you know, traumatic or like with the family and the shotgun, like that's a traumatic way to go. Having one right. of your children just murder the family, but what? What? We all have to go through the further. Like that's so. I'm already terrified of death. So, <laughs> <laughs> which is crazy because of how often I joke about death.
1: Right, but Well, I'm, that's kind of, that's indicative of your fear. Of, of my death. fear, yeah. right?
0: <laughs> um, Like I'm terrified. Be, like. My whole religious background has made the notion of death completely just, okay, I, like I can't even go there right now without losing my train of thought because I'm so flustered. So, <laughs> so having to think about the further being my next stop, oh, hell fucking no.
1: <laughs> One thing I really liked about this movie was uh, it made the beginning of the movie, creepy stuff started happening right away. Like right away. Uh And I was like, when she first goes and turns off the little radio thing that's like playing piano, I was like, oh, that was really cool. Because like she's overthinking it. We're seeing like the aftermath, like the the like the post-traumatic stress that like is causing her and I was like oh no actually it really was another Spectre but like but there was like that brief moment where it was like like, oh that would be very realistic you know kind of like in the moment in the end when like uh, she doesn't hug him right away and I I, kind of disappointed me that she hugged him as fast as she did I kind of thought that was going to be our lead into the third you know was like was like their discourse you know but oh well
0: I've only seen chapter three once and I saw it in theaters and I never saw it again because it kept me up for days (laughs) 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 we're gonna watch it in the next two weeks, I might give you a break.
1: No, I want to watch it next.
0: You want to watch? Yeah, three? no, because I, okay. I, my
1: my short term memory, I'll. It's like it's hard. Like the, like our whole Charmed Buffy thing is hard enough. You know what I mean? I don't want to be like. Yeah, totally. I had to like I had to like really think like and what was the plot line of Angel Insidious? Into the mix. <laughs> right, like I had to I had to uh, I had to really think about what.
0: Whoa! Why? Will did you let me finish you? the sentence? Yeah.
1: I had to like really think about what the plot was. It wasn't until I saw, the older kid. The main kid.
0: Dalton. Dalton.
1: It wasn't until I saw him that like the storyline really came back for me.
0: I can't believe that because, A, we had that nice photo recap during the opening credits. And then we had the whole scene with the detective where he recapped all the important stuff for us. So I saw him on the
1: cover of the first Insidious movie when I was picking the second one. And that's when it came back.
0: Perfect.
1: Yeah. Exposition. Oh, yeah. No, the exposition was great.
0: Yeah. (laughs) Great. Recap and you
1: see the one thing I will say though is like when they re showed us the photos of Josh with the woman getting closer, yeah, why did they use the ones with his mom in it? We have know. a
0: different actor for the mom and she's right here, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I don't know, I don't know because they play it was the woman who played the younger version of her, right? Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. and like they obviously didn't get the woman who lay like.
0: Who actually plays who, her? Who was
1: in the photo yeah, of yeah. the first one? Like, I don't even had her phone number. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, like <laughs>
0: right?
1: There's an episode of Office Ladies, the uh, the the Office podcast that Pam and Angela put on.
0: Uh, Jenna Fisher and Angela Kinsey. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. And like at one point they mentioned like it was like somebody super random who was just there for a bit and like and like they're like i don't know who that was she's not credited and like and then like somebody from the cast, from the cast heard that and like found her name but it's like they had to dig through like files in a basement like physical files like you know what i mean to like find this person's name so i can't imagine them looking up like the name of the woman in the picture of
0: the first movie it was easy right right well (laughs) imagine being prop shop for this movie like why so think of the broad range of things that you needed and that were imperative to the story baby toys
1: We will talk about that toy in a minute.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Full freaking mansion-sized houses had to be furnished. Or at least they had to look furnished enough. Because all of the houses in these movies are ridiculous, even though we know Josh is some kind of freaking teacher with three kids, but can afford to move (laughs) into just as grand of a place that he already had. Whatever. Anyway, real estate aside, they had to furnish these beautiful homes. Um, we
1: should uh, we'll have we'll have my mom the, come in here to tell you how impractical <laughs> that would be
0: <laughs> the bodies <sighs> the sh- like the bodies with the sheets like imagine imagine having to flip your brain so much for one project. Like, I think
1: when you're on a horror movie in the prop department, mm-hmm. it's just like, you know, it's going to be a wild ride yeah because because the thing about horror is there's always a dichotomy between the horrific and like the not you know what right, i mean and the
0: mundane
1: right or 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 sometimes like the bright and cheery like in uh midsummer you know what i mean it's yeah. like or like in this case with babies you know what i mean and baby toys you know what i mean And it's like there's always that so it's like sure you it's like you're going on I'm, I'm gonna do props for a horror movie here we go all right yep bodies yep 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 okay where's the weird stuff though? oh baby toys we got baby toys in this one it's just like i just think you kind of roll with the punches when you're doing props for a horror movie.
0: I suppose I
1: don't know. I, I get what you're saying. My point is more that I think that applies to every horror movie. Probably. And if you were a prop guy for horror movies, you would just be like totally numb to it.
0: They had then they had like the 1920s kid. Somebody had to costume that kid. Like, and then they
1: had to have a they had to have a, a baseball bat that couldn't just be like a baseball bat. It had to be one that looked cool enough that it would be like displayed. Yeah, but also could break.
0: <laughs> Old timey radios. But speaking of the baby toys,
1: <laughs> why is that funny?
0: So oh. I used to work in early childhood education, and I both closed and opened the building at different points in my tenure at this at this childcare facility. Baby toys, when they go off on their own, <laughs> that shit is not okay. It's not okay. I don't go in that room again. Right, right. But if it
1: was the same toy multiple times, what would you do with it?
0: I would throw it away. Evil touches the toy. (laughs) You throw it away. You Marie Kondo that shit. (laughs) Yeah, it is not bringing you joy.
1: It is bringing you horror. Get it out of your house. That baby is not going to be like, where is my jumper thing? Like
0: I would say the same thing about the kids, but that's illegal. <laughs> as soon so, as so Emily, was haunted. We should just we boom. should we should
1: just establish it really quick. How do you feel about that job when you were working with children?
0: <laughs> that was hard. That was not good. I am not a motherly person. Like, don't get me wrong. I connected with my with my kiddos. Like, that was great. I have, like, a certain amount of love for that time of my life, but no, thank you. There are some that I'm still, like, connected with through their parents on Facebook, which is nice, but mostly, no, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm just, it's just not me. It's just not me. I mean, yeah, me. we're
1: not, we're not kids people. Like, we, we, we
0: like our friends kids and that's kind of about it. Yeah. Yeah. We just alienated so many listeners. No, we don't know. No. I mean, I don't really mean it like
1: that, though. It's like I mean, I mean, I mean. I mean, you're right. It's like I guess some people could take that the wrong way, but I really don't mean it that way. It's like right. it's like we are just not.
0: I would not be a good parent, and you probably, neither would right, I. You can you, you can trust me to babysit. Like that's right, right. You can
1: trust me to entertain a child for like two to four hours. I mean two to like eight hours. But if
0: your kid is haunted, I'm gonna Marie Kondo that shit.
1: Yeah.
0: Oh my god, <laughs> <laughs> talk about alienating rot listeners.
1: <sighs> um, okay, to change subjects here a little bit before we get too dark. Um, <laughs> I wanna talk about the date.
0: Yeah. But I
1: also need to just establish really quick here yep. we are no longer a rock, paper, scissors house. No. We are a Hunter, Hunter Ninja Bear. Bear. Yeah,
0: Hunter Ninja Bear. <laughs> <laughs> we
1: are a Hunter Ninja Bear house. The, the reason why is because anytime that I've ever seen someone try to make up a new rock, paper, scissors, they continue to do close hand motions. Yeah,
0: but we got large. And yeah, like, they had
1: big, full body motions. And that's awesome. Like the the one in Big Bang Theory, it's like rock, paper, scissors, lizard, something Spock. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like, and it's like, but all of them are still like small yes. hand, moment, hand movements and that's just like overly complicated. Like, no, I don't know. We didn't have to, we didn't, they didn't only explain one matching in a hunter, hunter, ninja bear and you figured out the rest all on your own.
0: Right. Like, <laughs> so just to be clear. Bear kills ninja. Yep. Ninja kills hunter. Yep. Hunter kills bear. Yep. And we know this because Specs was bear, and Tucker was ninja. Yep. Yeah.
1: Are you sure the bear doesn't kill the hunter though? Yeah. Oh, no, because we know the bear kills the ninja. the ninja. Okay.
0: So the hunter has to kill the bear because the I don't hunter like that because like because I mean like
1: I know there are bear hunters out there but like. I feel like the don't number one, win. but I feel like the, the number one time, the number one thing that kills hunters is also bears. You know what I mean? I don't feel like deer are killing hunters very often. <laughs> <laughs> <sighs> All right. Oh, so I know they didn't like actually do like full on time travel in this. Yeah, but their like loops were great. They did it right. Yeah. I hate it when they do when people do time travel wrong. Um I do just want to like give a brief explanation of this cuz not everybody understands like the two
0: And then we're going to talk about the date, right? Oh
1: shoot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um yeah, no. We'll we'll circle back to that. So there's there's two schools of thought for time travel in fiction. One where you can go back and like change things and like if you do something it didn't already happen and and then there's the other one where like in the first timeline your future self will come back and do those things. And that's what they did. Because in the video from him as a kid, before Josh had ever grown up, before, you know, the other kid was haunted, before any of that happened, young Josh experienced his adult self appearing to him and saying, where is this? The same way, like, um... Oh god, my the only example I can ever think of is Artemis Fowl because that was the first time I ran into people doing it right and understood the concept. I mean, Prisoner of Azkaban does it right in in that sense, but it's in that same way where it's like where it's like you can see the actions of future Harry and Hermione in the first timeline, you know, and that and I love that. I love it when they do it right. Like I, I hate like Looper. It's like I hate when they do it like that where it's like it can actively change things. It drives me nuts. Anyways, the date. <laughs> <laughs> Wow. <laughs> what? Nothing. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, so as always, we did a dinner and a movie and a little activity. So um tonight
0: We dined in hell
1: I made uh pan seared pork chops. Um I used a rub that I just had here at home at home. It was like a Texas smokehouse rub. It was good. And then I, I made uh I made fried Brussels sprouts, which were also turned out way better than my Brussels sprouts usually do. I don't really know what it was that I did differently. I kind of left them on low for a really long time at the end because I was I needed more time for the pork chops because I forgot you can't cook pork chops like steak. You get stunned no <laughs> <laughs> you gotta cook that all the way through. Yes. <laughs> yes. So please. so um and then we just had we just had uh corn on the side and salads. And then we had we we to drink we had gin and tonics but we used the Hendrix Midsummer gin so it was very fancy gin that we like the
0: midsummer solstice that i got from my best friend andy Mm -hmm. for my uh, birthday
1: (laughs) 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 yeah right (laughs) la 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 can't hear you over how young emily is la 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 yeah no and so so those are really tasty and we're still enjoying we're still enjoying those now
0: and then for our activity we got to have massages.
1: Candlelit massages.
0: Yeah. We used my bleeding spine candle. It was kind of a directive so that Evan knew where to focus. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I mean, massaging
1: is something that I've incorporated into almost every relationship I've ever had, uh, and I just think it's.
0: I feel so special right now. Oh, stop.
1: <laughs> and and uh it's something that I've always felt is very important because physical touch is very important when it comes to relationships and taking care of one another is very important when it comes to relationships and serving one another is very important when it comes to relationships and a massage is all three of those. And, and that's why I've, I've like, I've like, I made it a point to do that after like a couple of relationships where that was like helpful. You know what I mean? When I was like, I'm making sure this is a part, you know, and like, and it, and it's been something that served me well. You know, I think it's, especially when things like aren't great, like just taking thirty minutes like thirty full minutes yeah. to just touch and rub and like take care and serve your partner can be so healing you know and, and like and like and then and then you switch and you return the favor you know what I mean and then you know it, it just it's just a nice it's just a very healing process you know and 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 it can be a very strengthening process if healing isn't needed you know yeah that and and if you want to like really get into it we don't really do this, but you can get into like techniques and oils and you know different sense and things like that so it's like it's something you can like practice and like make a skill if you if you feel like you know just doing it is like not worth your time It's like you could you can make it something that you actually like improve at you know and, and get better at too if that's something you want to do
0: so one thing about insidious chapter two that really kind of struck me is sort of analogous i guess to our relationship um Elise and Josh played the hotter and colder game. Um, mm-hmm. I feel like that's us trying to figure out how to communicate with one another when we're already upset. Like we try okay. a lot of different strategies and it's like, well, this is closer, but not quite. Right. Or, uh, no, this is not. <laughs> 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 this is not working for us. Right, And I feel like... I feel very much like we are both Elise and we are both Josh in that situation. <gasps> and the answer is deep within the further.
1: <laughs> right. Right. I mean, I mean, communication is is just a very important aspect of any relationship and 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 it's hard for anyone to figure out. You know what I mean? It's it's that's like I feel like most relations most problems and most relationships are communication based. Right. You know, so I think it's something that like you are likely going to die without figuring ever figuring out the perfect way to communicate with your partner. Uh-huh. Like, so just, like like, I just I, I, I bet that would be true about most couples that most couples pass on never fully hitting the exact mark on communication.
0: Well, yeah, because you can't expect perfection from anyone.
1: Right. Exactly. And so like it's the kind of thing where it's like if you just relax and let yourself Realize you're never going to get there, you know, and just always be working at it. Always keep trying, but don't get frustrated with yourself. You know, like if if something goes wrong, bad communication happens. Don't get mad at yourself. Don't get mad at each other. Just recognize for what it is and improve on it. You know what I mean? All
0: right. I understand that.
1: Well, I'm not talking <laughs> to you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not communication. I am not, ta- not oh, speaking to you. I
0: thought, who are you talking to? The lady behind me? Am I going to die now? <laughs> oh, so
1: uh, so so earlier when I said my time travel thing and you, the thing you've heard a hundred times before, who was I talking to then?
0: <laughs> I mean, you the were... listeners. <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes I forget that they're there because I'm hanging out you with you. You forgot all of
1: our friends, all two of our friends that are listening? <laughs> what
0: the hell, man? That's my one and only funny joke. I mean, yeah, to be fair. <laughs> Our two friends. Yeah, that's pretty accurate, especially for right now with COVID. Oh, we yeah. We really only have two friends. Oh,
1: no, I just meant like by the time this airs, we might have two listeners.
0: <laughs> we also might have two friends. I have plenty of time to ruin some relationships. <laughs> uh um another another thing I kind of want to talk about is like this whole sort of opening up to a spirit realm type deal okay. you know I guess it doesn't come so much into play in insidious because Renee is definitely like thrown into this situation because of Dalton in the first movie, but she's kind of had to open herself up and accept a lot, and a big theory overarching about Spirit Realms is that if you're open to it, you're more susceptible to be affected by it, so...
1: I mean, that's just kind of like uh, like faith and religion. You know what I mean? It's just like used to like explain the gaps in logic. It's like, it's like, well, this part doesn't make sense. Oh, it's because it's that person believed in ghosts. Like, oh, okay, that makes sense. Like, but
0: this leads <laughs> me to the demon in our apartment. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> Who is moving things and throwing pictures off of walls. Has
1: thrown one and picture off of a wall. I
0: am convinced is unlocking our doors in the middle of the night because I know my loving fiance wouldn't continue to forget to lock <clears> our doors <throat> at night.
1: Um, <clears throat> yeah, no, you're right. There's definitely. A
0: so today <laughs> while we were getting ready for the date, we were rushing around. Dinner was being made. I was grabbing glasses. I walk into our bedroom and on my dresser is sitting a Bluetooth speaker that we lost three weeks ago. So I think mean,
1: you actually mentioned that Bluetooth speaker in, in I might in have the mentioned last that in <laughs> the last episode.
0: Where's my Bluetooth speaker? It's magically on my dresser. It slapped me in the face that this thing was here. I call Evan in, or maybe you heard me gasp. I did, I heard in, you gasp. And <laughs> he comes in and I look at him and I say <laughs> Where did you find the Bluetooth speaker and the blank look on his face, which I have seen many times. Rude. Clearly the muscle memory is there.
1: Rude. That
0: was mean. <laughs> and he he gives then he gives me this sort of quizzical look and I point over to the dresser and his jaw kind of slackens a little bit. <laughs> And my heart starts racing, and I go, "Where'd you find it?" (laughs) And then he breaks, and he chuckles a little bit. He goes, "It was hidden underneath the GVG case. It was open." Why? Why are
1: you being so like? (laughs) Why are you just being so
0: cruel right now? I do not sound like
1: that. you know that everybody is listening. They can hear my voice. They can hear you <laughs> mocking. And they know that you're doing but a bad job. This
0: is sounds. <laughs> <laughs> when, he's, when he's not doing very well at convincing me anymore. And he breaks character. The
1: one thing I wish I would have mm-hmm. done is I wish I would have held out until we were on mic.
0: Yeah. That would I have wish been great. Would have that would have too. been great. But I really appreciate you playing along <laughs> even though you don't like believe in this sort of thing. I really appreciate I don't you don't not like,
1: believe in it. I just kind think,
0: of buying into my sort of
1: <laughs> I don't not believe it. I just don't think that anything that has been written down about it has any chance of actually being right. You know what I mean? Because everything about that is perceived through a living person. There might be some sort of like further plane or or ghost plane or some, or like, or just like a way for people to continue being here. I don't know what it is, but I also think that literally nobody else does.
0: Okay. I can't wait to get you in a room with Susie again. So she can tell you one more time about how I used to talk to dead people.
1: Who's Susie? Again? Oh
0: my gosh. My aunt Kathy's best friend.
1: Oh yeah. 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 Um. But, but again, again, <laughs> like, like your friend perceiving that cannot be like, oh, there are ghosts. Like you don't know that was a ghost. You have no reason to go. That could be a demon. It could be an angel. It could be anything.
0: Maybe it's. the it could same be demon a that's here. Ugh.
1: It could be a fourth thing that doesn't that nobody's ever written down before because nobody knows how it works. That's the whole thing. Is like it's like I'm not I'm not gonna sit here and try to prove to you that ghosts aren't real. I'm also not gonna say that it's enough for me to believe them.
0: <laughs> I mean, need another drink. <laughs> so do I. <laughs> <laughs> but no, I just appreciate you playing along. I guess is my whole kind of thing. Like I feel like you shut me down fairly often. And
1: to be fair, I'm a big part of what- you
0: didn't throw yourself into it like Renee did. Like she was all in. Like yeah, there's stuff on the other <laughs> side coming from my son.
1: <laughs> I didn't. I I uh I lost my train of thought. Um, what?
0: It's gone. Never mind. <laughs> <laughs>
1: We got to talk about this other freaking Hot Pocket.
0: No, Tucker's second Hot Pocket. We we can't, like... On brand. I
1: stand by what I said, and I'm going to say it again. There is no possible way that his Hot Pocket is warm enough to be enjoyable. Because you have five to ten minutes. He's in a suburban neighborhood, which means the nearest gas station is not that close. Which means that he purposely waited and let his Hot Pocket get disgusting. So he could eat it like a fucking creeper in front of that little girl.
0: <laughs> you are big mad, but they're I'm working. I'm so mad. <laughs> but they're working with Ghost Elise, and that's the point. But anyway, that was cool. That was cool. Tucker is just completely on brand. They are. That's the thing that I love about Tucker and Specs is they are the comic relief, and boy, are they.
1: They're good comic relief. Yeah. Yep.
0: They're excellent. I think that Tucker and Specs are in some ways like the crowning jewel of Insidious for me.
1: Most of the time when I would have a criticism of them, I realized I actually have a criticism of something else. Like when Tucker comes in and goes, bring it on! I was like, oh, that's a little too much. And I realized, no, it wasn't. It was just that we already had the sappy moment of Rose uh, Rose By- Byers, whatever her name was. We-, we talked about this last time and I forgot to look it up. Um, What's what's her character's name?
0: Renee.
1: Renee when Renee, like, breaks and, like, gives him a hug and is like, oh, it's like, we already had that funny moment. So then him coming in was like, it wasn't, we should have gone from horror to that joke. You know what I mean? That's not Tucker's fault or Tucker's character's fault. That's Rose's character's fault. You know what I mean? So it's like, it's like any time where I'm like, oh, that was too much. I realized it was actually another part of the scene that if that had been taken away, their thing would have been perfect.
0: Yeah. I, I really like them. <laughs> I do too. I think that they're the people from this movie that I would end up hanging out with. And I feel like I see a lot of myself in them because like I talk some big paranormal shit, but then I mean when me and my best friend went and explored this creepy building, <laughs> I've done, I've gone and done this, let me tell you. I was chicken like I was such a baby about it like I did it we went through it like nobody cried or anything but I was definitely more on the Tucker Specs (laughs) like (laughs) end of this continuum of being completely comfortable (laughs)
1: with this sort of thing well you know the one thing I will say about that is um, you know who Tucker and Specs remind me of are um, oh this is so embarrassing because I literally have a tattoo for the movie but like the two bumbling guys in Pirates of the Caribbean
0: Oh yeah, the, the one the that are assigned
1: to like w- no, they're not Hello, They're no, 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 not them. Them, not them. The oh,
0: the naval guys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah.
1: Because those guys are are somewhat competent. The yeah, pirate they are. guys, they're pretty good. Pirates. Like they're kind of goofy, but they kind of they they do stuff. Actually, to be honest, I think you hit the nail on the head better than me. But I don't know their names either, because which is so embarrassing because I have the tattoo.
0: <laughs> I used to know their names, but that's because I was a hot topic bitch. <laughs>
1: <laughs> but like. But, like, no, I mean, I think, I think, like, that sort of like two best friends that are kind of goofy, it's kind of that dynamic. But, like, you say, like, you're more on that end of the spectrum, but like, Tucker and Specs are very capable. Yeah, they are. Every, they, neither one of them have ever chickened out in any situation. They lose the fight a lot, (laughs) but they, they don't ever chicken out, you know? So, and I think that's kind of something there. And that's kind of why, that's kind of why I took back what and went with what you said, because the two naval guys chicken out all the time. But the two pirate guys are like always right in there doing stuff like kidnapping Elizabeth Swan and be holding one of this nine pieces of eight for like a hundred years. Like, (laughs) yeah.
0: So I want to talk about um, my own personal horror show today. Okay. And I'm sorry to frame it that way, but here we are on Early Ever After. So I'm going through some pretty heavy personal stuff and I have to deal with it tomorrow morning and I am so sorry that I didn't let you help me
1: no it's okay we talked about it
0: yeah but you but you made a really good point what what am I doing in a relationship if I can't let somebody see me do something that I'm afraid to fail at
1: yeah I mean it's also just about yeah I mean yeah it's also about just letting somebody in completely and it's not that you have to But it's like for me, for me, a big part of a relationship is supporting each other through that like really hard stuff. You know what I mean? It's like, yeah, sure. I make you an extra nice dinner when you have a hard day. Sure. That's supporting you with air quotes. You know what I mean? But it's like what's really supporting you is staying up late and going over your notes and before this big event and and making points and figuring out where you might have missed stuff and being okay with like me being comfortable giving you that criticism and you being comfortable taking it. And then also vice versa. You know what I mean? Like it's, it's just that for me is like the core of a relationship. So when you very understandably kind of told me to back off, it, it did t- it did catch me in a weird way because we're not in situations like this very often. And I saw an opportunity to like really support you and to kind of be told I couldn't do that did, did throw me off, but I don't, I don't necessarily think you didn't, have the right to do that, though. Too, I, I think both sides of that need to be talked about. You know what I mean?
0: Yeah, but then you brought up another really good point, and we both agreed to speak about our intimate, like, relationship stuff. Yeah, and then publish it for everyone to listen to. And somehow I can bear to do that, but these more, you know, real things. And now that the things that we're saying aren't real, but Obviously, our listeners aren't with us every single day through every single bit of our personal lives. So when it comes down to like this sort of raw opportunity and raw fear and just raw emotion, really, and um, I just can't. It's so horrifying to me to have somebody else like if honestly it feels like letting somebody else like crawl inside my brain and that mm-hmm. just makes me so squeamish and uncomfortable.
1: I think I think that next time what we should do either way, either way what we should do is um
0: call Elise and have her guide you. Right. Th- yeah. Well, no, no, what <laughs> we should do
1: is we should um if you're not comfortable sharing with me what you think about the situation, that's fine. But I think that like to a certain extent I, as your partner, like right is the wrong word, but it's like, I should be allowed to share with you my thoughts. That way you have them because if something were to go wrong in an event, I'm going to be left to wonder if my information could have prevented that. But if I, if I have the opportunity to tell you everything, you don't have to say anything back to me, but now I've gotten to share all my information with you. And then two days from now, when it's over, you can tell me what parts I you used and it can be none of it. You know what I okay, mean? Okay,
0: so you're giving me the stakes, but you're not going on patrol with me. Right. Oh.
1: <laughs> I, just think, I just think there's I'm a middle ground. There's, there's a middle ground for everything. And then, and then maybe maybe this time you'll go, oh, actually, I did use like three of Evan's points. And then next time it'll right. make you anxious not to talk to me about it. Because you'll be worried I have three points that you're not, you know what I mean? Yeah, maybe. And, and that's, and that's kind of how you build that relate that that trust in the relationship is like all of a sudden it becomes worrisome not to run things by
0: each other. Sure. You know? There's there's also like this thing about my personality where I never fill my bucket at the same well twice. And I don't know why that is. But like... Tell me more
1: about that phrase. I don't know that
0: Like one. I hop around like between things like... um. For example, I'll be I'll be hung up on like one brand of, let's say, face wash for just a couple of months, but then I'll hop to the next one. And that's like a very shallow example. I'm kind of the same way when like I information gather. I'll talk to one person once and then another person a different time and then another person. Like,
1: you don't go back to the original source and compare the notes from your second source. Yeah.
0: And that's probably because I just don't want people to know me that deep. Like. I don't
1: know. So I wouldn't, I, I don't necessarily think that like your partner has to be someone that knows you on a, on a level so you that you're uncomfortable with
0: it. Yeah. But yeah. I
1: would say that like, if you are somebody like that who is like has those limits, your partner should be the person who knows you the most. Fair enough. You know what I mean? And I, I think I am that for the most part. You You are. know what I mean? So, so like, and like, so today when a, when a barrier got thrown up, it just kind of made me go like, whoa, what's going on? You know what I mean? And then like, and then we just talked about it, you know, and you, you thought I was mad and I was like, no, I'm not, I'm not mad. I'm sorry that I, you know, m- put that emotion out there. That's not what I was trying to do. I was just taken aback and I'm just like confused. And I mean, maybe a little sad, but like, but then we worked it out and it was fine.
0: Okay. Well, I'm glad that it was fine. <laughs> yeah. I mean, unless it's not fun on your end. No, it's fine. Okay. But I just wanted to talk about something that scares me, which is, you know, letting people in. Like well, kind demons. of demons. Well, that's kind of the whole thing with our podcast
1: is like relationships are really scary.
0: Yeah, they are. You
1: know, it's like, I mean, like, it's like the the joke that like marriage is like betting half your stuff that you're going to be together forever. It's like, that's that's true. <laughs> that's like, that's not a joke. You're literally betting half of your stuff. that you were going to say together forever. That's (laughs) terrifying. And it's like, you can apply that same sort of thought to anything. Like, like if you go on a date, you're betting half the cost of the date that you're going to have a good time. You know what I mean? If you did great, then you'll bet a little more the next time. You know what I mean? And then you bet a little more and then you bet a little more. That's literally what a relationship is. Gambling is scary. Like that's, that's what a relationship is. So it's just kind of like, that's kind of why this podcast works. I think is because we can literally talk about like life, scary stuff and, actual stuff in horror movies yeah
0: well let's not get too meta about
1: it I mean I think we're early enough to I mean talking about your podcast and your podcast is pretty normal
0: oh okay yeah (laughs) I I get
1: I get why you like but I think yeah yeah (laughs) um I mean honestly I think we can just wrap it up there if we want I mean um unless you had something else you wanted to talk about
0: um No, you know, I don't. I think I want to wait on my next thought until we watch chapter three, because I Mm want to see if this theme plays out for the third film in a row, because then that will have established a motif for me, I think. Right. So I'm going to hang on to my thoughts. Okay. Yeah.
1: So we'll be back after we see the third one. And... You will have slept with one eye open because you're terrified.
0: <laughs> there was just no natural way for me to say, listen, if you're going to steal my closing line, you're going to have to, to sleep with, with you every one time? eye open. Is that the rule? Yes. <laughs> and now you ruined it. Oh my God. We got to go. I can't. Make me another drink, please. <laughs>